You're listening to We're Big Kids Now, a podcast journey through stories, interviews, life lessons, comedic relief, and most likely some not-so-wanted advice. My name's Joe Alexander, and I'm here to hopefully inspire, motivate, and above all, just have a good time with y'all. So sit back and let's get started. All right, guys, and welcome back to We're Big Kids Now. Today, I've got a guest of mine that is a friend. A, I would almost say also it was almost like family because he, he was around us um, through best friends with my brother. He knew him from work. Um, and then I think he even worked a little bit with my other brother doing music. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I think there was a couple of times there. Um, yeah. So let's introduce him as obviously the... I want to say the entertainer. I think he's the entertainer um, from what I've always known as Daniel Marzoa. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi, Danny. I'm going, to ca- I'm going to call you Danny throughout the whole time because I know I only know you as Danny, but I know you have Daniel everywhere, but we're going to go with Danny. Yeah. You know, somewhere when I became old, I was like, <laughs> I want to be called Daniel because it's, it feels older than Danny. And since we're- But you want to be old? No, I'm old and we're big kids now, right? So it's Daniel, <laughs> exactly. but you can call me Danny. I'm always, I'll always be a big kid. All right, we're going to go with Danny throughout the whole show. But yes, he is Daniel Marzoa. And then you're going to find him also online at Daniel Marzoa um, on Instagram. But so Danny is with us today. Um, he's got a great story. I love what he has done. Um, his journey from where I first knew him to where he is now and where he is headed is amazing. Um I guess let's just start off with, I think you, your background is Cuban-American, right? Yes, sir. Cuban-American, that whole Cuban family, you could see it on his Instagram, you could see that whole big fiestas, the big parties, yes. everyone together. Um, and I, I think you've you've lived a couple places, right? You've yes. been in New York, you've been in Miami. That's it. <laughs> uh, that's it? Oh, I thought, I thought it was Chicago too, no? No, uh, I did some work in Chicago and in California, but... For the most part, it was Miami and New York. Okay, so how'd you like New York? Uh, it was a huge dream come true. Uh, <laughs> I went one one year for New Year's, and I was like, "Why don't I live here?" Uh, it was it and, was it too much, or why no? Why, why I, coming back? Well, I had auditioned to be on a national show for. Or Univision, they had a singing competition. So I went to Mexico. Oh, there you go. Mexico was the other place. <laughs> um, I went to Mexico and I lived there while I was competing on this show called Vaporti. And uh, so therefore I had to leave New York. But when I left New York for this show, uh, I packed up everything because my lease was up. And I was like, I don't know how long I, I was going to be in Mexico for. It could be a month. Three months, so I literally packed up everything, and then once I did the show and I got voted off, I came back to Miami, and there was just so much opportunity in Miami that was happening that I was just like, okay, I'm going to come back, even though I was not done with New York, because well, I, I absolutely loved it. It was very inspirational to live there with all that energy. With with what you did in Mexico and on that show, can you just tell me how amazing it was to perform in front of Ricky Martin? Oh my God! It was, <laughs> talk about a little boy gay uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, How'd you get into that? So you just auditioned for that show? Yeah, that was it. I, I 
just audition and they picked me and that re- that really changed the course of my life because I was living in in uh New York and then I ended up back in Miami and it just everything just kind of snowballed after that and into where I'm at now which we'll get later but yeah I mean singing in front of Ricky Martin I was so nervous <laughs> Uh, and I was so excited because he's obviously an idol and somebody who's been extremely influential in my life. Um, so it was a so huge dream. When, when you started music, was it at an early age or when did you start actually singing? Yeah, I always sang uh, as a kid. Uh, I remember going on road trips and me singing and them telling my sister to shut up and she'll be like, why? <laughs> he's he's a he's singing, you know, and they were just like, well, yeah, because he sings better. So I just always sang, was always in chorus, and it was just always been part of my life. That sounded like my road trips, but I just didn't know how to sing, and everyone wanted me to shut up for real. (laughs) (laughs) So then you went basically, because I remember that you started doing a couple when, like, obviously, when you're older now, you were doing something out in the beach. Was it uh, at the Fianna where you were doing the cabaret, or? Yes. What what was that? That that was, like, the whole cabaret show? Yeah, I was the lead singer in a show called C'est Rouge. It was the Faena Theater's first uh, production. And talk about, like, a huge dream come true. It basically uh, had me singing full-time in this beautiful theater in English and in Spanish. And it was just... I felt like it was, like... Wasn't it, like, a flashback in era? Like... Yeah, yeah, it was retro vintage, which is the type of music that I love to sing. And it was just kind of like the best thing that I could have been doing with singing here in Miami. It's like the closest thing to Broadway that Miami has. I, I, I remember when you used to post up the videos and the and the photos. It looked beautiful. It looked like something like from The Great Gatsby. It was like that yeah. era where yeah. you just felt like you were back in, for me, the burlesque movie. I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was living my little burlesque fantasy for sure. <laughs> So was that before, after that you started, weren't you producing in uh, Univision as well? Yeah. So once I got back from Mexico, I was singing at the cabaret on South Beach. And at the same time, I was working for Univision on a travel show. Got it. Um, And at the same time, I also met my now husband. Um, I got the opportunity to go uh, work um, in California, uh, doing this travel show and they wanted me to, to just move to California. And I was just dating Dennis for like a few months and I just decided not to do it, even though working for the travel show full time would have been a huge dream come true. There was just something special about, uh, Dennis. So I I was going to say one, one door closed, but one door opened as well. Like Yes. That was amazing, at least, that you didn't take that plunge, but look at where you're at now. Right. Which is amazing. So you so you met him through work? Um, no, I met him on Tinder. Got um, <laughs> All right, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> no shame. I, I, we, I signed up on Saturday. We spoke on Sunday, and we went on our first date on Monday. Awesome. And that's it. And, you know, that's how the apps work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't hate on those apps. Sometimes those apps actually come out with, like, some good no, positive. No, absolutely not. So, okay, so you met him through there. Um, and then obviously we fast forward now, you guys are married. You guys have now two beautiful twin boys. Yes. Oh my God. Can I tell you that they are like Gerber babies? They are adorable. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I saw their photos. It's crazy to hear you you say that. I'm like, when I see them, I'm like, oh my God, they just, you want to eat them up alive because they're so cute. 
but I think before we jump into like how you got uh, your twins now, um, one thing that I do love and I've always cherished that I've watched you from day one on social media is the love that you have for your grandmother. I think your grandmother, is, to me, seems like a celebrity in your life um, that I've always watched the way you acknowledge her, you praise the love, you praise the things that she's done for you and your your family, um, which is your abu. America. Yes. I, I love her. I'm like, I don't even know her, but I love her to death just from her photos. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I'm thank God that this is a podcast and not video because that's emotional. Um, it's obviously been a very hard year because I haven't been able to see her that much, you know? Um, and she does mean the world to me. Uh, uh, you know, and she's definitely, since she, she's, we haven't been able to see her or visit her as much. And especially now with the boys, it's just like my time with her is uh, less and less. But yes, she is the star of the show, the star of the family. Uh, I get everything from her. Uh, and she has just always given me all the love that I've ever needed. And you, could, you And you could see it and you feel it. The inspiration is there. And just in the photos, the way she looks at you, you look at her, you give her kisses. I just, I love it. And I think that's something that cherish in families that when you have that grandmother there, yes, enjoy every moment because the, the, the stones that they paid for you was immenseful. And I guess with her was America, like, was she a celebrity or no? Like she's never done any acting because <laughs> I no. believe like she was, I'm like, when I see yeah, her, I'm like, no. Oh my God, was she an actress? No, she, um, she wanted to be a singer growing up, but that's not something that she did uh, back, or that's not something that was allowed, really. Her parents was like, absolutely not. You will never be a singer. It was just looked almost down upon. So she never got to do that. And uh, a lot of my singing career, I've always brought her up on stage and just let her live that fantasy through me. I love it. I love that. And I, I bet you she's so appreciative of it. I, I know back then you were working on, was it like a documentary that you were doing on her? Yes. And it's on a hard drive that I can't get out. So if you know anybody, <laughs> let me know. Because <laughs> I remember you starting that. And I'm like, oh my God, like I would love to watch that. And I was like, yes. oh, I wonder whatever happened with that. Yes, I still have it and I can't get it out and I haven't sent it to anybody. And now that I'm doing so much YouTube stuff, which we'll get into, I'm just like, I need to. I need to get this. <laughs> this is gold. And especially Did you ever you never released it anywhere, did you? No, 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 no. I never okay. never touched it. It's it's still there in its raw form and she's not the same. She could never give me that same interview currently. Um so I need to get that. W was out. she able to see it or no? Uh she's seen clips of it. She's seen okay. clips of it, but she she hasn't seen the whole thing. Oh my god, I love it. Um, yeah. So we'll figure out. We're going to see if we have any connection to get that out of the hard drive, and we are yes. going to produce that. <laughs> yes, please. So those of you listening who knows how to get things out of a hard drive, message us now. Thank you. Um, so, and then last before we jump into the kids now is your little love, Zoe, the Sheba. Oh. Like, that is, aren't they, aren't they like really smart dogs? Yes, too smart for their own damn good. Like, they're smart, but aren't they, like, I, I've always heard, okay, they're very smart, but they're terrors. Like, they they, they have a lot of energy. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a first-time dog owner kind of dog. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I We got her when I was working the cabaret, so I spent a lot of time with her uh, during the day and then at night. So she was never alone, and I was able to, like, really just 
teach her and love her and she is a very 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 special dog but yes for the most part they are they're like cats you know like they you can't just call them and be like come here give yeah, me no. you know like typical dogs like to be like no <laughs> you will love on me when i want to be loved on um they're very clean animals um they're escape artists so you, <laughs> you not everybody can have a uh, shiba inu how um, how old is zoe now zoe is now four years old oh my god Beautiful yes. coat and everything. Because I've seen, I've seen her photos. I'm like, I go. Doesn't she have her own Instagram page? She has her own Instagram. Zoe uh, <laughs> Shiba Inu. There you go. Follow her. Um, yes. But I saw her. I'm like, I go. Oh my god, I love it because you know what I just recently got just last night. I saw. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> it's a great thing. I got a great thing. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do it, but this is now the third dog. The other two, I have a small little Chihuahua, and then the other one is like a mixture of like a. A miniature pincher and a greyhound, and then now we went full throttle with a a great dane. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, so now let's jump into the beautiful family, the Marzoa family. So this Marzoa family, now we are going forward to where we went ahead and what would you say? How how did it start? Where did you think of? You know what? Let's jump into a surrogate. Let. Did we want to adopt? Did you go back and forth? How, how did it all begin with thinking about the family aspect? Uh, well, from our first date, we talked about if we saw ourselves getting married and if we saw ourselves having kids, which is a very important question for somebody who wants that because in our community, that's not something that everybody necessarily um, aspires to do. Yeah, no. You know, some, some people are totally fine in just a relationship, a partnership and traveling and going out and having fun. Uh, but for me, coming from a big Cuban family, uh, somewhat traditional, you know, it was just, I wanted that for myself. And luckily, so did Dennis. So from our very first date, we knew that we were both on the same page that we both wanted that. Great. Um, so after we got married, right after, um, we started to do research. We looked into adoption and fostering and surrogacy. And uh, I think that the, the dream was always to do surrogacy, but we were open because we didn't know a lot about surrogacy and how expensive it was. And, you know, it's just, it seemed like a far, a far stretch. It seemed like it was something that only rich and famous people do. And I am not rich and I am definitely not famous. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, we just dove into it and, um, started so, to do all the research and so jumping into that then basically you had to go through agencies and you had to actually was it somebody that you personally knew as a surrogate or how did how did that come about or was it totally somebody random in miami no so it took us two and a half years from start to finish wow and okay. uh, our very one of our first steps that we did was go to a conference called men having babies um and in that conference they basically talk about it and they there's different representatives ivf clinics uh egg donor agencies surrogate agencies so um it was extremely overwhelming because there was so many options um but that's where we got our first start and ultimately we ended up going back the second year and once we knew more about the the process because in the beginning you just don't know you don't know what you want you don't know how it works so 
we went the second year to see if there was anything else that we were missing and to finalize the agency. We then uh, interviewed in that between the first conference and the second conference, we interviewed a whole bunch of agencies and then finally decided on the agency that we went with. For us, it was important to have uh, an agency that worked with an IVF clinic okay. and our agency has um, is an egg donor agency and a surrogate agency. So it was just kind of like one place and everybody had kind of worked together, which I found uh, to be important. So, so then, so, okay. Basically the way you guys did it, you guys both got sperm from each of you, right? Correct. And the, so, where did the egg come from? Who, who was the egg? Was the egg another separate person from your, like out correct. of your circle? Correct. So okay. we got, um, an egg donor. She's a uh, French American and we fertilized half of the eggs that we got from her with Dennis and half of them with mine. And then the embryologist at the IVF clinic, which is Boca Fertility, shout out to them because they are amazing. And our, let me just say our surrogate agency, Family Formers, uh, tell them that I sent you because they are absolutely incredible. Um, and then the embryologist chose the best embryos and we implanted two embryos into our surrogate. Our surrogate lives in central Florida. So she would have to come down to, um, to do all the exams. And so are that. you, are you able to specifically, like when you go into this, are you able to specifically pick out your characteristics of what you want in that, in that mother or like in the egg owner, or do you not get to choose that? No. Yes. 100%. You okay, go wow. into, into the agency and you ask, they, they're like, what are you looking for? You know, and, Health is is already a given. Course, Everybody yeah. who's an egg donor, you have to have, you know, you have to be somewhat young. Um, you have to be healthy. So that is already a given. It's more just like the attributes, culture, um, physical appearance. And ultimately, we wanted to have someone that was Cuban-American. But in the process, what we found out is when you kind of go with your same culture, we share a lot of the same genetic disorders. So the one that we picked that was Cuban-American shared um, a disorder that I had, and then it increases the chances of your child having that disorder. So ultimately, we ended up going with somebody who was... Um, was not Cuban American, was French American, but carried no genetic disorders because the end goal is to increase the chances of having children as much as you can. And we wanted to try to do uh, two embryos, um, which is ultimately what we did because let's face it, surrogacy is extremely expensive and the opportunity that we would have had to do it again would have been very slim to none. God, okay. So two years of a process to get into it. Um, at least you're able to go into those specifics of what you want in, in your babies. Um, and then I guess now when they're born, how does it operate now going forward with her connection towards you guys? So most egg donors um, in the United States are private egg donors. So there's no... Um, there's no communication with them. Uh, there is such thing as uh, um, communication with egg donors if that's what they choose. We were open to it, but um, the egg donor that we chose wanted a private donation. She Got has okay. a family of her own, so it's not something that um, you know that was already decided, and we were 
fine with that as well. As far as the surrogate, that's a different story. She was open to having a relationship, and so are we. And she's actually a very good friend of ours now. So we're we're practically family. Oh my god, I love that. Okay, awesome. So at least yes. you guys have a connection there, which is great. Um, yes. So so then, when now the babies are born, do you see your similarities in the babies? Like, do you see Dennis and do you see Danny in one of them? I do, I do, but um, we don't know who really is uh, um, genetically linked to us. But yeah, I kind, I kind of do. But you know, there's a lot of people online that swear uh, one is of one and one is of the other, which is opposite <laughs> of what I think. So the beauty of it is that they're both ours, uh, and. Uh, you know, we will raise them to to be ours, and they will, I'm sure, share characteristics of both of us. I love it. Um, what's one pro and what's one con right now that you've seen now you being a parent to what you thought you were going to get into? Is there something that you were like, wow, this is an eye-opener now? Or <laughs> You know, um, that's such a loaded question. I... I, I, we felt like we were so prepared to have children, you know, like we got everything ready, but in all honesty, like nothing can ever prepare you for having children, let alone two at the same time. So, um, and twins, I know that my, my sister just had twins, uh, two years did. ago. So it's like, she had twins and it's like, oh my God, I can only imagine, so you know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, uh, a pro of having twins is that you know, you get, you do everything at the same time, you know, it's like you, you change, you change, you, you feed, you feed, you know, they're on the same schedule versus when you have one that's a little older and then one that's a little younger, they're on completely different schedules. Like my best friend, she has a a two and a half year old and a newborn and that's hard, you know, but in the same sentence, the con is that (laughs) there's two of them at the same time, you know? Uh, How, so. be- between you and Dennis, which one would you say is going to be the fun one? Which one's going to be the more strict one? Like, do you guys already see that happening? Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, I, I not to get into trouble, but <laughs> no, no, not at all. And and the way that I I gauge it is how we are with Zoe. I think that we're both. Um, very active with her but we're both very strict with her so i think i think that we might be the same with the boys because uh we both like to have a good time and but you know and we want to make sure that you know that they're behaving well so i i foresee us both uh teaming up you know because we have to. How, how how was your family going into it was everybody supportive was it very was it very difficult like for someone starting now and wants to do the same route, what do you think it's going to be like? Like, how did you go through that? Well, my mom is a lesbian. Um, so it was definitely uh, easier for me. Um, and and our families were both very accepting of us. I think that it, it definitely is difficult when you have a family that doesn't accept you um but you have to live your truth you have to live your life and you have to be happy and if having children if that's what's going to make you happy and complete you you know like you have to do you no i love it um it's true it's like it's going to be difficult but you know what it's the same thing 
in every action you take. Like you're going to have those struggles and it's not going to be easy. I can only imagine that, you know, it's not easy. I saw your last episode where you were talking about basically the cost going into it. What a heftiness, but it's like, you have to prepare yourself going into that in any action you take. And I could only imagine the stress that you guys have had. Do you think like, would you compare it as in the gay world, having kids and the straight world, the same thing? Because a lot of people want to say, Oh, it's going to be totally different. No, I think, do you think it was alike? Yeah. I mean, yes. Like, it is. It, it, nothing different. And I, I, and I know people always say, yeah, people always say, oh, the gays are not going to be able to do it. I'm like, you know what? No, it's it's just, it's parenting. It's parenting and that's all it is. I think that the biggest difference between a straight couple and a gay couple having children is that for a gay, for a straight couple, you can just have kids and that's it. For us, it took us two and a half years. Yep. Uh, a huge investment, which is a priceless investment. Um, so I, I think that um, we don't take it for granted. We know how special it is to another level. And I would almost compare it to somebody who um, has infertility issues mm-hmm. because in their world gets rocked when they find out that they're having a hard time having children for us our world gets rocked when we come out because exactly. 10 years ago when we came out or approximately, you know, it's a, a completely different world. But part of coming out back then was accepting that you were, might not get married and you might not have children because it's not the norm in our community. At least it wasn't. It was just you a know? judgment. It was a judgment that now, now that I know what you do now we're judging you as a character. Right. So, um, I would say that's the biggest difference between gay and straight couples having children. We appreciate it at a deeper level. No, it's beautiful. And you know what? And, I, and I've seen, and we're going to talk about that now, but I've seen on your YouTube, obviously, you're going to get that hate mail. You're going to get the people to think negatively. But at the end of the day, you guys know what you're doing is right. You're raising a beautiful family. And it's just to go ahead and promote that. You know what? It's unity. It's not, I am this, you are that. We're all the same, no matter what. Amen. Free tonic. <laughs> so let's talk about the Marzolo family on YouTube. So how did that start? What do we? Why do we say like you know what? Let's now document everything and let's put it out there. Was it to really motivate and inspire others? What were we wanting? To yeah. Do? Well, we go back to two and a half, almost three years ago when we started researching, and it was just like there's such little information out there, and there's so little. Um, they're not little. They're, there's not that many couples out there talking about their experience and mm-hmm. what they went through, you know. So um, the few that there was, we lived through those couples and through their experience, even though it was their experience and ours would be completely different. Um, it, it was such a light of hope and inspiration of what our lives could really look like. And I get it. People go through the through the um, process and they live their lives. You know, their plates are full. But it was it was such a huge beacon for us that we were like, we have to put this on YouTube because it helped us so 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 much. And then in the quarantine, 
imagínate, like mm. that's all people did. People were all up on YouTube. Yep. You know, it's like, I think we watched 50% of YouTube, you know? Um, <laughs> you start so with was, one and then you go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was very clear to us that we wanted to go that route. We wanted to help others. Um, and at the same time, document every second of the boys' lives, which is basically what we've done. No, it's great. And I know, I know you've gotten some, uh, at least some promotional spots on it on television, on, was it Univision or Telemundo? Telemundo. Yep. No, Univision hasn't called me yet. <laughs> <laughs> but soon. It'll be on there soon. Um, but at least yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been getting that, that, that highlight on it. And I think that's great because I think at least that way it's, it will open up more doors because I think it needs to be vocalized on how you guys are doing it. And it's been such a great production, even the, even the way you guys have been filming it at all. Um, is, was it a friend of yours who, who's filming it right now or is it just you guys at home? No, it's us. Um, it's us at home. But wait, touching on the Telemundo, uh, I wanted to say that we had a girl reach out and tell us that she was watching the Telemundo interview with her grandmother. She's a lesbian. She's not out. Um, but she thanked us because she felt safer and more comfortable to eventually come out because she was able to see us on television with her grandmother watching. Which is so. touching. Like that. That's that's the impact that I think more people need to do. And that's why the vocalization that you guys are doing and trying to be out there and just keep it open. A lot of people fear it. A lot of people fear it like should they be exposing the kids out? Should they be exposing this? Because yeah. I know a lot of conservatives who are like, no, let's not do that. And you guys were like, you know what? Let's open my world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a scary place to be because it's a very vulnerable place and especially with the kids. But I think that it, part of the blessing of being able to have two boys is being able to give back, especially to our community and inspire hope in others and just give thanks in a very big way. No, I love it. I love it. So you, you're doing, you're doing basically right now the YouTube channel and you have a blogging. So all of that is found on the marzoafamily.com. Yep. Okay. So guys, just be sure to follow that. Go to the marzoa, M-A-R-Z-O-A family.com. Check out their YouTube. Their YouTube is actually inspirational. And anyone who's interested in jumping into this route and this journey, um, at least it gives you a good eye opener. Um, because I, I love watching you guys because you guys are hilarious. It's almost like watching a, a modern day version of now what we're going to say, Que Pasa USA? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always try to infuse the Spanish and the Cuban because it's very much who we are. Is Dennis really Cuban or no? Yeah, Den, Den, are you kidding? Dennis has a hardware store on 8th Street, okay? Like... It doesn't get any more Cuban <laughs> and Latin than that. He is definitely very Cuiche, even though we're obviously very American. You know, I know you can relate. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, you know my mom. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a mess of a family. Yeah. So, okay. So basically, where do you want this YouTube channel to go? Where do you, where, what are, what are you hoping out of all of this that are you, would we say, is there a reality show coming soon? Like, would that be amazing to say we have? Sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> you know, ultimately our, our goal is to inspire others and especially in the community, not only in the community, but just regular people show them we are just like them. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, normalizing gay families because we are just families. Uh, and I think that's that's the biggest concept, especially what I try to promote on the show. It's like let's break down those walls. I don't. I hate the titles. I hate the the stereotypes that we get, and that's why it's like bringing everyone together. Like just like you and I, anyone else can do the same thing. Just hear the experiences, hear people out, and and get together to know that you know what, man, I felt that too, or I went through that, and it's like we all did. 
but just no one speaks about it. Yeah. I, I think that's what we got to do more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not for everyone, but being that I'm in the entertainment industry, it's almost like second nature. And it was almost like I was born to do this type of work uh, because I have the television and entertainment background. So I'm able to produce something, you know, to help others. Well, you're, you're producing an amazing journey right now, and I'm happy to see what you guys are doing. So we're going to say definitely follow you on Instagram. You're at Daniel.Marzoa. Yes. And again, the spelling of the last name is M-A-R-Z-O-A. Um, and your guys' family page is TheMarzoaFamily.com. Yes. Um, I'm going to leave it off where we're going to last and say our final questions. Are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I guess, you know, I need to start putting in like a little sound effect yeah, into this. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> so let's start off with saying, what makes you happy? My family. Family. As a whole, your family that you have right now, your entire Cuban family. Todo, everything. You know, <laughs> I think being raised Cuban-American, there's such a heavy importance on family. Forget Cubans, Latinos, Hispanos. Yep. You know, we're, we are very much into family. And I know that a lot of the gay community has been shunned from their family. But the world is changing. Times are changing. And families are... Uh, are being much more accepting so yes the whole we we, we, we have to yeah accepting is, is the biggest thing and it's like even though you just told me today that you came out it's that doesn't that doesn't change my love for that person i think that's what we need to promote it's still the same person you knew the whole time right okay so if you can give yourself um your younger self one piece of advice what would it be my god that's so emotional um, I, I even said that in, in my wedding vows, like I wish I could have I could have shown my younger self like that I would be standing here right now. Um, and it's just like just showing the glimpse of what my reality looks like now um, would be all that I would tell them or show them. Because growing up, we didn't have we didn't have role models. We I, I barely knew gay people, let alone husbands, let alone uh you know, husbands with kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I said earlier, when you come out, you kind of lose that hope that your life would ever be like that because there, that didn't happen, but it's different now. And I would love to show them what, what the life that he would create, um, you know, that love, that love, that love that was there now. Yeah. I think that that it. would be all that, my younger self would need to see. Okay. And when you leave this earth, which word would best describe your life? Oh my goodness. Well, I would, I would say hope, you know, hope. I, hope. I, I've always, um, I've always just hoped that my life would turn out the way that it has. I hope that I would find someone that I would love for the rest of my life. I hope to, you know, have children. Um, and now I, I just hope to inspire others um, and continue to inspire because that just takes us, just takes us um, far, you know? You, you will, you will. And I could tell you your hope is going to flourish with everyone from what we see on YouTube, from what we'll see on soon, your hopefully your reality show, um, you're gonna be everywhere. And I hope that even through all this, continue to even flourish doing your music as well, because you're an amazing singer, and I love that. Thank you. To where 
At least I think that should just continue to have it on the side. And I hope you influence even the kids to sing. Yeah, I think, you know, part of like having to get a regular job, I had to kind of like just going off of Faena and then realizing, oh, there's not gigs here to last, you know, to do full time. I had to get a regular job. And um, so I had to basically put music on the side, especially I was working in a, for a catering company and it was extremely demanding working nights and weekends. Um, but I know that I need to teach my boys by example. So I need to continue that because I want them to dream, dream big and go after uh, their dreams. Currently, nope. I'm so tired that I have no voice. There, there's, no, <laughs> there's no voice there. Um, so, you know, once things normalize here a little bit, then I will hopefully be less tired and I can uh, sing. Definitely. You could, you could do your versions of like modern uh, lullabies. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, these boys get concerts every single day. <laughs> Every day they get a full blown concert, depending Christmas music, Gloria Stefan, whatever, you know, whatever it is. But they I can get, only imagine. I think them every single day for hours on it. Well, I, I am happy for you um, that you are doing great. I love that you and Dennis are raising two beautiful boys, um, and I only wish the best for you. Um, you. Is there anything else you want to share before we finish? No, I mean. Um, you know, this whole conversation has been um, based on hopes and dreams. And if anyone that's listening out there wants this in their life, they just need to continue to work for it and not give up as hard as it may be. You might be alone. You might not even have a serious relationship, but just like, don't, don't give up because our generation, the, the generation before this has worked so hard for us to get to where we are right now. We mm -hmm. just need to take full advantage of that and also be gracious for the opportunities that we're having now. If you do decide to follow us and show us some love, thank you guys in advance. And thank you for having me on there and helping me spread the joy and the hope and the dream. Nope, for sure. And I, I, I always wish that obviously from where we're at and how you just said it, like we should not go backwards. Let's just keep going forward. Um, keep your head high. Just know that everyone is going through something, but it's like you said, there's hope. Always hope for the best. Yeah. Um, and like I said, again, I love you for coming on. Thank you for everything. Um, I wish you guys the best um, going forward. And... I hope that also that there's going to be a reunion uh, with your grandma. Yes. So at least that way she can definitely see the kids. Yes. Um, all of this is all over with and COVID is gone. I heard <laughs> So um, either way, again, guys, follow them, the Marzola family. Um, and like I always tell everybody, this is not the end, but more like to be continued. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, always go with kind. Be sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite platform and stay tuned for the next chapter of... We're big kids now.